Welcome to the Portionality Podcast, a curiously sermonic podcast playground for adulting over 30. Because let's keep it real, life will keep lifing with swift transitions, but together we can honor the moments we are in and keep on living. I am your host, Portia Williams-Gates. Join me every Wednesday as we grow and live together. Welcome back to the Portionati Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me one more time. It is your girl, Portia. I'm excited for today's episode. But before I get into it, if you would just do me a favor, go ahead and comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're getting your podcast, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're getting your podcast, please make sure you are subscribing, commenting, rating, sharing the Portionati Podcast with whomever, wherever it is greatly appreciate it. Okay. And we also got some really exciting things coming up with the podcast with some exclusives and I can't wait to talk about it. And I hope that you would be excited to take part of that when that launches. So make sure you are following and you are subscribed. You can follow me on social media at Portionality. You can also um, email me Portia at Portionality.com. That is me. You will actually talk to me if you email me there. Um, So yeah, looking forward to being in conversation and journeying with you. And so for today's show, we are talking about pivots. That's right, pivot, P-I-V-O-T-S, pivots. We are talking about the pivot and whatnot. (laughs) And so recently, I have made a pivot um, career-wise. This is not the first time I've made a pivot. Um, I'm actually re-pivoting back into something that I pivoted into in 2020, and that is being an entrepreneur. So if you know me, you would know that I have spent most of my career in ministry, right? Specifically pastoral ministry, parish ministry, being a staff pastor at local congregations. And it has been a joy. It has been fun. Um, But God has also put other gifts inside of me um, that have been working themselves out in the entrepreneurial space, right? I'm still very much a preacher. I'm still very much um, talking, right? Being a pastor (laughs) is being present and talking and thinking. Um, I'm very much a thinker. I'm very much um, called to speak and to express as the spirit so speaks to me, which is why, you know, transitioning into being a full-time podcaster um, is working out for the most part, and um, I believe it will continue to, um, but it is so significant to know that these gifts that God gives us can work themselves out in other spaces, right? Our gifts are transferable, right? The gifts that we are given um, when we are born that are given to us in the spirit, God will continue to use those gifts in other spaces, right? Our gifts are not tied to our vocation. Our gifts are not tied to the money we make. It is not tied to the particular job that we do. And so when we are called to make pivots, we have to trust and believe that our gifts that God has given us are going to go with us. And so I want to talk about pivots, right? Not just career pivots, but pivots in general, right? So what is a pivot? In very simple terms, a pivot is the choice to make another move, 
right? If you're playing the game of basketball, a pivot is literally taking your foot and moving it into another space, right? You're literally turning your body, your one foot is planted and your other foot swings around to turn you into a different direction. That is called a pivot. So literally pivoting is moving into another direction. You are refocusing, reorienting your front. You are finding a new focal point and you are putting your body in that direction. And so it is so important to talk about pivots because sometimes people are afraid to do it, right? You know that you're sensing a change. You notice and you're sensing that the seasons are evolving and that the seasons and the tides are getting ready to change in your life. And you're like, what am I getting ready to do? And pivots can be terrifying. And it is okay to be afraid. It is okay to be scared. And sometimes people are like, oh, you shouldn't be afraid or you shouldn't be scared. Let me tell you something. It is absolutely okay to be afraid of pivoting. It's okay to be afraid and saying, you know, I'm unsure. It's okay to wonder the what's next, to uh, ask yourself the questions. What's going to happen after I make this transition? What's going to happen after I make this step? That is completely normal. It is okay to ask those questions, right? You are not a bad person. You are no less human. You are no less enough if you start to ask yourself the questions, what is going to happen when I do this, right? It's okay to be afraid. And sometimes we try to convince people that they shouldn't be afraid. I would say that you don't hold on to fear, but it's okay if you are feeling fear because feeling fear just makes you human, right? It just means that you are a human being, you have limitations, and that there is something out there that is greater than yourself that you can lean on. And some of us call it God. Some of us may call it the force, you know, you know, may the fourth, the force be with you, you know, whatever you want to call it, the universe, you know, whatever it is, your higher power that you decide to call on. Um, and for this sake of this conversation, we're going to call it God, right? God is going to be with you. If you, if fear was not present, there would be no reason for you to lean on God. <laughs> like really, like Fear actually helps us to lean on God. It helps us to lean into community. It helps us to realize that we are human. And somehow we have tried to convince ourselves to not be human, right? Oh, don't be afraid. As if we're not human beings, as if God did not create us to be human. It is okay to be human and it's okay to acknowledge that you have fear. The point is not to stay there. It's okay to be there. It's okay to arrive there. It's okay to acknowledge that you're there. But the point is not to stay there. Being human is to acknowledge the fears. And pivoting helps you to overcome those fears, even as those fears are present. No one's telling you to erase your fear. It's how do you overcome in spite of your fear? One of my favorite sermons, which is actually a digital sermon, it's online um, under Pink Robe Chronicles, Reverend Dr. Melva Sampson, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite preachers and one of my favorite human beings in the entire world. She has a sermon called Do It Scared. Um, and in that sermon, do it scared. It talks about doing it anyhow, right? You might be scared. You might be afraid, but do it scared, right? It means acknowledge that you are afraid. Acknowledge that you have fear. Acknowledge that you are unsure of the what's next. And so pivots bring fear and that's okay. Acknowledge that it's there. Sit with it long enough. And ask yourself, where is this fear coming from? 
Where did this fear arrive from? Like fear, what train <laughs> line are you driving down? Like wh- where did you come from? Where was your origin? Where did you, you know, depart from? How did you get here? How did we get here? Where was this fear from? Right. You can ask yourself, was this fear passed down? Is this my mama's fear? Is this my grandmother's fear? Is this my daddy's fear? My grandfather's fear? Is it my sibling's fear? Where did I get this fear from? Is this fear cultural? You know, what is happening? Is it societal? Is society telling me that I can't do this? Who is telling you that you can't do the thing? Where did the fear come from? Where did the fear originate? You got to ask yourself, where did the fear come from? Have a conversation with your fear. Ask it, where did you come from, right? Because in order to send it back to where it came, you need to find out where it came from. It's hard to send someone back to where they don't even know where they've been. You want to send something back. Oh, I want you to go back from whence you came. But you don't even know where you're sending it back to, right? When you write return to sender on a piece of mail, it has to have an address for you to return it to, right? How is the mailman supposed to bring it back to where it came from? How are you supposed to return your fear to sender if you don't even know where the fear came from, right? What is the return address on your fears? Where do you send it back to? You have to first sit with it long enough to ask yourself, Where did this come from? Where did it come from? And sit with it. Ask it questions. Why are you with me? What are you here to teach me? What are you here to help me? How are you here to help me grow? Right? Sit with your fear long enough to know where it came from. Interview your fear and then send it back. Your pivot will bring up fear. But here's how you continue to move forward in your pivot. And we will continue to talk more about this. This is not the first time we're going to talk about this. This is going to be the first of many. But I want you to understand this. When your pivots arrive, whether it's moving to a new place, starting a new job, making new friends, you know, changing uh, career paths altogether, right? Because you can change jobs and not career paths. Okay, somebody? Like, seriously, you you can change jobs and not change career paths. You might decide you want to change career paths altogether, right? Your pivot could be going back to school. Your pivot could be deciding to write this book, right? Or deciding to make a shift in your life, right? Becoming a parent, right? Choosing to be a mom or a dad. Choosing to get married, right? You are going through a transition, right? You are pivoting. You are making a new move. You are reorienting your front (laughs) to another direction, right? You are making a pivot. Pivot, right. I mentioned before that I made a pivot into entrepreneurship, which does not look like pastoral ministry, but that does not mean that I'm not equipped for the pivot and I'm not equipped for this new season. I am very much still equipped because its skills are transferable. So you have to look at your pivot and you look at your situation and I want you to begin to pray pray about your pivot have a conversation with the higher power that you believe in have a conversation with God and pray and pray long enough to where you start to actually begin to understand what it is you're getting ready to do when you pray ask for wisdom ask for guidance ask for strength 
or whatever else might be on your heart, right? I don't have a prescriptive prayer to tell you, oh, this is what you need to do. This is your actual prayer for your pivot. I don't know what your pivot is. So I can't tell you exactly what to pray, but I can tell you this, the process of prayer, the more you can begin to do it and the more you engage it, the more you will understand And the more you will begin to believe in what you're getting ready to do, the more courage you will begin to have or, you know, the more you will begin to understand where the fear came from. Right. You pray, enlist your spiritual support, ask your beneficial ancestors to show up. Ask your angel team to show up, ask your God to show up. Right. Ask them to show up. You get support. But part of that is in prayer. Right. Prayer is to say that there is something beyond me. There are forces and energies and spirits that are beyond me that are here to undergird and support this process. Talk to them. Talk to them, engage them, pray, pray to ground yourself because pivots require grounding. You need to ground yourself for what's ahead. You know, like a tree has a root. The tree has a root because it's been grounded in something. What is grounding your pivot? Remember, I say a pivot, one foot is still planted while the other foot swings around to, you know, change directions. There's a foot. There's something still rooted and grounding the pivot. You need to ground yourself and you need to ground yourself in prayer. What else can ground you in your pivot? People, people can help to ground you. Now, let me tell you something about people. There are two types of people, you know, in the world. There are people who ground you and then there are people who uproot you. And that does not mean that uprooting is a bad thing because sometimes uprooting to transplant is actually a good thing. And sometimes too much grounding can be, can be detrimental depending on who's doing the grounding which is why discernment is key. But you need people who will ground you in your pivot, who are there to help you fortify your root. When you pivot, everybody's not going to believe in the pivot. Everyone's not going to be rooting for you like you think you, you know, like you hope for. That's just the reality of it. But God will always send people who are going to be with you in the process. It may not be as many people as you want, It may not be the people who you imagine will be there, but God always raises up community to support us in our pivots and our transitions. There's always a community. And one of my mistakes was thinking that the people who I thought were supposed to be there and then God sending other people. Right. And I was on this whole no new friends trip for a minute. Right. Where I was like, I don't, you know, no new friends. I, I got the people I need. I got the crew I need to do what I need to do. And then God sends me some other people who've been in some other spaces and places to help me grow into the next thing of my life. Like what? Sometimes the people who are already around us don't have the capacity to support us in the next space. But that does not mean that they're, you know, not good people. That doesn't mean that they don't love us any less. That doesn't mean that, you know, they're disposable. It just means that sometimes we are sent new people or other people or some people raise up in order to support us in the process. Pivots require a community. It may not be a big community, but it will require that some people be there to support you. 
You will need some people, somebody, you know, there are people who say like, oh, nobody helped me. I didn't have nobody. And there are really people who don't have anybody. And my God, I'm telling you, it, 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 I'm always amazed by the people who don't have the support systems in place to help them overcome. But I will say this, God did raise somebody up to support them along the way. It could have been a temporary community. It could have been a transitional community. It could have been a community that only lasted for one day. But God always supplies a community in some sort, even if it's a spiritual angel team. I think about Jesus in the wilderness, right? He was literally by himself. But who supported him in the wilderness? His angels, right? No, he didn't have the disciples yet. Yes, the enemy came to tempt him, but Jesus was supported by angels. And that's why I think it's so important for us to have some type of spiritual understanding and some type of spiritual grounding. Because even if we don't see the people we need or the people to support us in the physical space, there's always somebody in the spirit rooting us on. Always somebody in the spirit, even if we don't know their names, there is somebody in the spirit rooting for you. That's why people are important so even if you don't know all your ancestors names let me tell you something make an ancestor also anyway and ask them for their guidance and for their support even if you don't know all four thousand plus of your ancestors that you have you know we have over four thousand ancestors like i think the actual number is like four thousand ninety two and we can enlist them (laughs) like for real um and my grandmother um at least as of now Um, My grandmother on my father's side is the head of my ancestral team, right? I talk to her and, um, and she gets it done, right? She, she gets it done. Like, that's just, that's just, that's just the way it is, you know? And, um, and I have an ancestor on my mother's side, um, as well, um, who is, you know, pretty, pretty solid, um, and then I also have some other ancestors on my father's side who I have um, through process of ceremony elevated to support me in some things. But I say that to say, even if you don't know everybody's name, there is an ancestor who can help you. Um, and some people say, oh, I don't believe in ancestor, you know, worship and ancestor veneration. And that's OK. Um, you know, that's your business. And that's fine. You know, um, over here at the Portionality Podcast, um, you know, we we talk about these things. Um, and if you don't know, but you're interested, you know, have a conversation with me again. Shameless plug. Email me. We can have a conversation um, about this and we can talk about it. Right. I've been doing this pretty much all my life, like seriously. Um, and we can have a conversation about it. And I can also plug you into communities that are also doing this work because it is actually quite Christian <laughs> to venerate your ancestors. Um, and some people are like that's not Christian. That's not in the Bible. Uh, okay um you know we have a great cloud of witnesses um okay and last time I checked you know Jesus did also and the disciples acknowledge ancestors and things of that nature um and Jesus is an ancestor um you know and the igun and all of these things so there's that too so your people, whether they are physical, spiritual, um you have a community of support and you need to enlist your people in your pivot. And then also you need to do a self inventory. You need to take inventory, take stock of yourself, ask yourself and discern the timing of your pivot, 
right? Because a pivot is supposed to occur does not mean that it is occurring at the time that you want it to move. When is the timing? Do a self inventory, do a self audit, do a opportunity of discernment, right? Take some time to discern when this is supposed to go down. Take time to do some inventory for your pivot. When is this happening? Why is this happening? Are you ready for this? Why are you ready for this? What is prompting you to make this pivot? Who do you need to have a conversation with um, in result of as a result of your pivot? We you know all of these things. How do you pivot well? Right. Is there a community that is accountable that you are accountable to in your pivot? Who do you need to have a conversation with? Because Let me tell you something. When you walk away from one thing, you are. Um, saying yes to something else is the community that you are saying yes to ready for you to enter into it there are is the community that you are leaving behind or did you do what was necessary to love on them give grace and peace and mercy that you are able to be released from that community right we're going to have a conversation about leaving well and what that looks like Because when you say yes to something, when you say yes to a pivot, when you say yes to a transition, you are absolutely um, turning away from something else and you need to be able to do that well. And sometimes we don't leave well, right? Sometimes we get so frustrated with spaces and places that we leave and we don't leave well, right? Grandma and then said, don't burn your bridges. No, really don't burn your bridges because you don't ever know when you need to go back and cross that thing. And it may not be a crossing that you, oh, you got to go back to it. No, you just might need to cross it to get back to, to or to get to another place, right? Because sometimes we think that things were a destination, but it was really a crossroads. And sometimes you got to go back down a road in order to get to a different road okay so don't be out here burning all the bridges and so when you are pivoting you are saying goodbye to one thing to say yes to something else and when you say yes to something else you say goodbye to something else so you need to be accountable and do some self-inventory to have the questions in conversation with yourself to ask is this the right time? Is this when it's supposed to go down? Because all, let me tell you something, God does all things well. Humans do not. Humans strive to do all things well, but God does all things well. We do the best that we can with what we got, okay? And sometimes we make mistakes, sometimes we make error, but in community, we can discern these things that we can do the best we can and that we can pivot in the ways that are healthy and that are possible. And so I hope to continue this conversation with you all. Um, And I really, really love you and appreciate you for listening. Um, As always, you can connect with me virtually and online with um, the social media handle at Portionality on IG. You can also email me at um, Portionality, Portia at Portionality.com. That's Portia at Portionality.com. All this information is included in the show notes. Please, please, please make sure you are subscribing, commenting, rating, and all that good stuff. And yes, I love you for listening and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Take good care. Take good, good care.